Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. Where I want us to go today is really immediately inspired by one of the quieter, uh, pun intended, uh, parts of our parsha, Parshat B'Shalach. There's lots of tumult and exultation around the scene before the sea splits and then during the sea, right? there's fear and threat upon the Israelites before the sea splits. There's midrashic expansion of that, of that idea as Nachshon starts walking into the sea and is willing to try to swim across it before God recognizes his bravery and splits it. There's the singing, there's the triumph over the enemies, there's the midrash about you shouldn't triumph too much over your enemies. It's all there. It's all very loud. There's the immediate scene after the splitting of the, of the sea, which is the Israelites showing their true character and immediately complaining that the water uh, is bitter. But then just after that, we have a lovely one and a half verse um, oasis, literal oasis. It's a, it's a textual and thematic oasis, and it's an oasis. Vayavo Elima, they got to a place called Elim. If this were a, a Torah class as opposed to meditation, we go into the etymology of the word. Visham, and there, Shtemesrei Enot Mayim. Two, two uh, 12 springs of water. Vishivim Tmarim at 70 day trees. 12 springs of water and 70 day trees. Vayachanusham. And they encamped there, Alhamayim, on the water. Just this image of a bucolic, quiet, serene, the antithesis of what they had gone through. And then by the next verse, Vayesu Me'ilim, and they left. And then they had 40 years in the desert. But for a verse and a quarter, the Israelites are in between enslavement and threat and Pharaoh, and not yet in wandering and sweat and wondering where they're going. They're just breathing, as it were. This is the verse of meditation in the Torah. They're just enjoying the placidness and the tranquility of where they are. So what I want us to do today, and I'll lead, lead us there, is nothing more complicated than imagining this moment as an elim, a amuzbush in between whatever came before today, and what we might be coming through after. Right now, we are at Aileen. So uh, before we actually start, welcome, Rob. I don't know which Rob this is. Uh, who is that? Hi, Rob. Hey, it's Rob Goldenberg. Oh, yes. How are you? Good. I didn't, didn't, didn't notice just from the Rob. So welcome, Rob. Good to have you. Thank you. Lori, Lori brought me in as your guest. Hello, everyone. Nice to meet you. Um, I may shut the camera up just so I don't distract with bobbleheads, but... Uh, Thank you for doing this. Of course, Rob. Okay. Uh, invite everyone to close your eyes. Close your eyes and it's our own way of shutting out, shutting off as much as possible all that is still happening out there. We're under no illusions that when our eyes are closed to the world, the world is not there. 
that when our eyes are obscured from those visual stimuli, that the stimuli are not there. They're just choosing to have there be a barrier between us and them. And of course, not every sense has an eyelid. An eyelid closes and you're mostly blocked from visual sensations. You can appreciate the presence of light and things like that. Our ears don't have lids. We have to use our minds to be lids for our ears and to listen to almost nothing. So I invite you to listen to almost nothing besides my voice, or if you want, not even my voice. This can be an oasis and a lean both with, through the words I'm saying, or transcending them. And our bodies, our sense of touch and skin don't have lids. If we're touching something and we're blessed with that sensation, we feel it. So we're not closing off that sensation, but we can focus that sensation. Actually, rather than closing it, intensify it. Being aware of things that are always present, but we are not always proximate to them in our minds. The place where your foot is touching whatever is immediately underneath it, whether it's a sock or a slipper or a sandal. And the pressure that you feel, even if you're not immediately touching between the bottom of whatever your feet are on and the surface underneath it. A contact point. And similarly, if you haven't yet, I invite you to put your hands on your legs imagery we use so often either hands down so you are actually in contact with yourself its own point of connection and be aware of that so that it is not incidental or you can flip your hands palms up and so what you are open to is just the entire world around you into this experience And as we go deeper into this meditation, and whether I'm mentioning it or reminding you to do it or not, that you are involved in deep breathing, luxurious breathing, I want you to use your mind's tremendous ability to construct for yourself, and I'm using that term intentionally, an alim like the Israelites experienced in the desert. An oasis with gentle water, and abundant water, and shade-giving trees. A spot and a moment impenetrable from what was or what will be. spot and a moment that is protected, contained, unintruded upon.
we sit here and we breathe here in the middle of the middle, for those of us on the West Coast, the middle of the day, in the middle of a week, a fulcrum point in our week. Whatever has been today and whatever has been this week, for now, it is just in the category of was. It was, it is not now. You might return to its ramifications soon, but for now, it is not present. Only this is present in your Aileen. And whatever will be is only in the category of what will be. It isn't yet. Whatever the second half of your day or your week, whatever is waiting for you, for now, let it wait. You're an Israelite. Not only past the dangers of the Egyptian throngs and the frightening sea, not only past it in timeline, you are literally beyond it. It does not exist for you in this moment. And you have no idea how long the journey will be or how hungry or thirsty or tired you will be then. Right now, you have everything. You are fully nourished. You have a sense of cold of all. At this moment, you lack for nothing. As you breathe deeper and deeper in through your nose and out through your mouth, your task is simply to encircle yourself in your mind over and over again, protecting this domain, guarding this moment, preserving it, at least for now, as everything you could ever want.
you're ready, you can open your eyes. And we will say this closing meditation prayer together three times. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. I say to you all namaste and shalom. Great to be with you. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.